Welcome to the Mental Muscle Podcast. Quick nuggets of wisdom for happiness, efficiency, and meaningful living. Your thoughts need surgery and I've got the scalpel. My name is Ryan Howard. So, the question that we all want to know the answer to, can you handle the truth? It's rather comedic when we think about the fact that we've heard it in movies. We've heard people say it to each other jokingly, but the question still stands. Can you handle the truth? And ultimately, none of us know that answer. None of us know whether or not we can handle the truth for the very simple yet profound reason that none of us know what the truth is. You see, our mind is not designed in a way that we can know the truth. We cannot even engage with the truth or speculate as to what the truth is because our brains don't know how to comprehend that. We look at a model of reality. There is no objective reality, only a subjective. So in essence, none of us really know what this world is. We don't know when we call something a tree, we don't know what a tree really is. When we say that we are right, when we're acknowledging a fact, even a scientific fact, and we say, I know that this is the truth, that's actually not 100% accurate. Because for something to be the truth, it has to be unequivocally impossible to argue. You can't go against it, it must be solid, undebatable fact. But the things that we consider to be truth are coming from three places. Either one, they're coming from the limited lens of our perception. See, when I call a chair solid, that is true on one level. But if I were to shrink down to the size of an atom, I could no longer say that that chair is solid because I will find out that in fact that chair is 99% empty space. So, is it empty space? Or is the chair solid? See, it's a subjective truth, regardless of which one you're saying. You cannot say it with an inherent confidence. You don't know. So for the first place, the things we consider to be truth are coming from the limited perception of our reality, the limited perception of our senses. The other place that the concept of truth is coming from is concepts. We look at a concept and we say it's true because we find that there is evidence to support the concept. But even in science, it is said that science is not meant to prove things. Science is meant to develop a certain level of reliability and confidence. Have you ever heard of confidence intervals and statistics that we can say that with 99% confidence, this and this may or may not happen? So we're coming from a place of perspective. We're coming from a place of not really knowing what the inherent truth could be. And the third place is we're seeing things based upon our own conditioning. The thing we see as true might be true for us. But is it true for the 8 billion people in this world? I don't think so. It very well might not be. Think about it this way, right? We talk about what we can see and what we can smell and what we can touch. When you see something, do you know that we only are able to access one ten trillionth of the electromagnetic spectrum? 
the area, the amount of light that we consider the visible spectrum is only one ten trillionth of all of the electromagnetic radiation available in this world. So essentially, we have no idea what the truth is because we're always looking from a blurry lens. And so all of this sounds like a whole bunch of science, a whole bunch of fancy concepts and ideologies that doesn't really amount to shit. But what is it that I'm really saying to you right now? How is it that we can make this wisdom practical into our lives? Well, we tend to look at truth, what we deem to be true, as the North Star in our decision making, as the North Star in our emotions. When we look at a particular scenario and we look at what has happened, let's say, for example, someone has just betrayed you or someone has just stabbed you in the back, or maybe you may have just broken up with someone or they may have harmed you emotionally. And we look at that and we say, that is true. So no matter how hard we try to make ourselves feel better, no matter how hard we try to develop an optimized state of emotion, we find ourselves sinking back into sadness and discouragement and misery and scarcity. You know why? Because we're saying, I can't avoid this truth. The fact that they broke my heart is indeed true. The fact that they stabbed me in the back is true. And what I'm telling you is, it's not. It's your truth, but it's not the truth. Using your idea of truth or correctness to be the North Star that you follow, that you allow to guide your emotions, your thought processes, your decision making, that is dangerous because you end up creating a biased reality. And based upon the pessimistic nature of our mind, we end up creating a biased negative reality. So we sit and we sulk and we cry because we are suffering our own faulty perspectives. We are suffering not the reality that exists, but we are suffering the reality of our own dismal creation. So how do we change this? How do we go about optimizing our lives and seeing the truth in a new way so that it can empower us? We rally the fact that there is no inherent truth. Because of the fact that truth is subjective, that means that we have autonomy, that we have power. We can mold the truth based upon what works best for us. And so the simple way that I want to break down everything that I'm saying is stop using truth or the idea of truth as your North Star in life. Instead, when it comes to the stories you tell yourself about your experiences, when it comes to the things you say and the emotions you feel within yourself, don't allow correctness or rightness to be your North Star. Find the emotions and the decisions and the perspectives that have utility for you. See, it doesn't matter whether or not you see something is right or wrong, unless obviously it causes harm to you or someone else. But if you see something is right or wrong, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, does it have utility? Is it adding to your life? The way that I'm seeing this scenario, when I said this person stabbed me in the back, is that adding to my life? Is it empowering me? No, it can't. So why the hell am I holding on to it? Let me see it instead in a sense of saying maybe, hmm, you know, 
that person may have performed an act that caused me harm. But ultimately, they are doing the thing that every single human being has the opportunity to do, which is to make the decisions that align with their wants and their values and their perspectives and what serves them. Every human being has that right. So in essence, they're doing what everyone else is doing. They're doing what I'm doing. If they were stabbing me in the back, they had the right to do what they wanted to do. But guess what? For me, this is a teaching moment. In fact, it is beneficial for me because now that you have harmed me, I know that I shouldn't engage with you in that way going forward. I have now learned something that can help me to optimize my environment by removing that person or by keeping that person at a farther distance so they can't hurt me again. So I've been educated by this experience. On top of the fact that I have used, I've been able to use this experience to assess myself, to learn about my own idiosyncrasies and inadequacies and it, it's something that I can use for growth. So wait, I'm no longer seeing this as the person stabbed me in the back. Yes, they may have done something that contributed to my emotional harm, but now, but now, but now, now I can use this for growth. Now I can use it for education and success and moving me forward because every single experience that teaches me, that allows me to improve and evolve is a, an experience that's getting me closer to my ultimate goals. It's getting me closer to my purpose. So you do you see the point that I'm saying? I just said multiple contradictory statements that one could see as true. If that person literally took a knife and stabbed me in the back, I could say that person stabbed me in the back. But I can also say that if I survived, which <laughs> for the sake of this, for the sake of this example, let's say that I survived because I don't want to die in my own example. That's pretty crappy. But in that same exact scenario, I can also say I have learned from this. True. I have grown from this. True. I can use this experience as a launching pad to take me farther. True. So I'm breaking all of this down to say this. Stop getting bent out of shape over what you consider to be true. Because the fact of the matter is you have no idea what truth is because truth is largely subjective, not objective. There is nothing that can leave your mouth and have there be a period at the end of that sentence and you look at it and say, this is indisputably true. Three plus three equals six. Really? Does it? What is three? Three is a number. What is a number? Who decides that the number three is a fact, that three plus three is indeed six? These are nothing but concepts. So let go of the need to be correct or to be right in the narratives you tell yourself about your life, in the arguments you get into when you're debating stupid ideologies with other people because you need your ego to feel superior by being right. Let go of rightness and correctness, but instead engage those ideas and those emotions and those thoughts and those actions which will allow for you to bring utility into your life, into the life of others, and utility into this world. Add value. If you forget everything I just said, add value. How are your actions and thoughts and emotions adding value to your life? 
If it's not adding value, then stop being attached to it. Stop attaching to things that add no value to you because we only have this one life in this body. So why are you intentionally doing things and thinking things and feeling things that are subtracting from your quality of life? Cut it out, fam. (laughs) I love you. You just listened to the Mental Muscle Podcast. This was another step in reshaping your mind to live a better life. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate if you'd like, share, subscribe, and spread the word. For information on any of my professional services, including diet plans, life coaching, online courses, please feel free to email me at ryan at mymentalmuscle.com. That's ryan at mymentalmuscle.com. Or visit my website at www.mymentalmuscle.com. I love y'all. Until next time, peace. Thank you.